Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Hey girls, welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. We are so excited to be with you today, and we are in our second week of this series called Found Free, Stories of Freedom. And we have a special guest today. Her name is Sula Skiles, Pastor Sula Skiles, and she is amazing. She's become a good friend. We moved to the area of Destin around the same time, and Um, met at a conference originally, and I felt like God just put us beside each other at that conference, literally. So welcome, Sula. Thank you so much for having me, Pastor Caroline. So glad to be here. (laughs) Yes. Well, what you girls are going to find, you're going to find out a lot about Sula today, but um, she is an abolitionist uh, for sex trafficking, and she's a pastor. Her and her husband pastor a church called Impact Life Church, and they are moving and shaking here in the city of Destin. And it's a joy that we get to link arms and do ministry together um, just in the city, but also towards women and girls. And so it's just so much fun being able to to live near Sula and John. So Sula, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am really um, just honored to be able to um, partner with Jesus in going into kind of like all of the places that he really saved me and set me free out of. So what life looks like right now, as, as you already mentioned, I'm married to Pastor John. I have two incredible kiddos. And, um, you know, we pastor our church, but I also do outreaches um, into the sex industry. I know that seems a little wild and crazy, um, <laughs> but I go into those dark places to reach women and girls who are struggling and hurting. And um, I get to see God do miracles in the middle of those dark um, places. And it's truly, truly incredible. Um, and also get to work with sex trafficking victims here locally and um, in our nation. And so it's really a beautiful life to just be able to partner with Jesus and follow his voice. Um, and it's definitely full of adventure and childlike joy and um, it's not always easy. Sometimes there's hard times, like what our world is going through right now, <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> time in our world right now. But um, being able to be in a relationship with Jesus through good times and bad um, is just like everything to me and my family. So that's kind of like the nutshell on what's going on now um, and what God's doing in my life. That's wonderful. Well, and girls, I just have to tell you, I think it was in 2016 that Sula actually came and spoke at one of our Waves conferences and she did such an amazing job. And you have a couple books, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I have a book called His Beloved Bride, and it's a journey into deeper intimacy with Jesus. And it's really all about um, encountering his love and, and going deeper in that relationship with him, where that relationship is above every other relationship. Um, 
So it's a phenomenal um, book, girls. <laughs> and then I'm actually just about to re-release my first book. It's called Fighting for Your Purpose. And um, it's my whole crazy life story, which you girls are going to hear my story here in a little bit. But the second half of the book is how anybody can overcome pain from their past, trauma or hard stuff, and how to figure out what their life calling or their life purpose is. And so I get the question a lot after people hear my story, they would say to me, well, how did you get through all of that? How are you, you know, sane or in your right mind? And so that was that book, Fighting for Your Purpose, was really a response to that. So um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that and letting me share about those books. <laughs> You've got an incredible book too, Pastor Caroline. <laughs> we have turned each other on book writing, that is for sure. And I'm, and girls, I mean, that is one thing that we talk about a lot is just having people that are in your circle that you can encourage and equip and empower and and just having people on the same journey as you. And so I've been thankful for Sula uh, just to be able to reach out. Every time I'd see her during that writing season, she'd be like, are you writing? Are you writing? <laughs> we need that. We need that. So, um, Sula, I ask, I'm asking everyone the same question for the month of uh, being found free. Just a quick question for you on what is a song for you that you love to just, you feel so much freedom when this song comes on. Like, what is your freedom song for right now? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this one may, well, actually there's two. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So one of them is like deep, deep worship. And one of them is like, I put it on when I'm riding my bike and I'm trying to get my miles in and I'm going down, you I know, like the it. beach and it's like pumping me up. Okay. So that yeah. one is called live forever. And it's okay. actually a hip hop song, but it's Christian. And there's just all these Christian artists hopping on there. And like, it's just, it, the beat is really good. And it's just like, keeps me pedaling. It keeps me going. That one is like they're all kind of testifying of like overcoming stuff in their life so i'm digging it live forever it is on youtube um reach records it's awesome and then my other one yeah yeah it's really good um then my other one this one's like maybe might not be a popular one but it's just called yeshua i think that's the name of it and it's um there's a jesus conference or jesus image and their worship team uh did this song during a conference one time and they're just basically singing the name of Jesus in Hebrew um almost like over and over again and for some reason when that song is on I just get lost in worship and so I that's playing pretty often in my home right now <laughs> that's wonderful that's wonderful now what area of your life could you say that you have been found free oh my goodness well really there's like so many areas and um that's where I guess the crazy life story comes into play because um, I am someone who, I mean, I guess if I were to just really can't pick one area because I had to get, get free from just so many things, um, sexual abuse in my childhood from the time I was 18 months old as a baby. Um, I was being sexually abused and I had multiple abusers in my childhood. Um, my mom was like a single mama doing her best, but I was being babysat a lot, which is where the abuse took mm. place. Um, so I had to overcome and get free from all of the consequences and the trauma of sexual abuse. Um, also mental illness. Um, by, by the time I was 12, I was institutionalized in a mental institution and I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and um, clinical depression. 
And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I really didn't know Jesus in my childhood. And I'd been through so much pain, but I didn't really know how to heal through it. I didn't really have the hope of Jesus in my life yet. So I really think that contributed to, um, you know, the mental illness, just the trauma that I went through. Um, so that's another area that I had to overcome. Wow. And then um, as a result of just the depression and the mental illness, the bipolar disorder, I began self-medicating. So I had to overcome and get free from addiction. And um, for me, that was drinking like vodka and hard alcohol. It was taking acid. And at the time, it was ecstasy. I think it's called Molly now. <laughs> a long time ago. So drugs were called other things back then. <laughs> um, so I had to overcome addiction. Um, also, just like, you know, relationship issues because I didn't have a dad growing up. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I think a lot of people can identify with that one. Yes. Even if people do have a wonderful parents, sometimes we're searching for love in all the wrong places. Um, but definitely had to overcome um, just like toxic, abusive relationships. And, um, and after a few of those, it became like a toxic normal. So it just, I didn't even realize that it was toxic anymore, you know, or that it was bad anymore because I had been in, I'd always found myself in bad relationships. So that was definitely another one to get free from. Um, and then, you know, eventually I, I even had a suicide attempt, which ties in with the mental illness and the depression. Um, have uh, At one point I had nowhere to live. And at this point I was like trying to do the best that I could. I was... Um, I got certified and licensed for phlebotomy. That's a long word. That means like drawing blood and doing lab work. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, all the icky stuff. But I like was geeking out on science. I've always loved um, the study of the body and science and the medical field. And so anyway, I just got you know certified for that. I thought I was doing really good. Um, I wasn't like on drugs or alcohol at that time, but I got into some stuff with my family where I, I no longer had a place to live. So I, instead of like running towards God or running towards positive things, I ran the opposite way because I thought I'm trying and I'm doing the best I can. And I actually became a stripper. I know. Wow. That sounds really ridiculous, but <laughs> I those toxic relationships where I was abused I had been raped before and I had the sexual abuse in my childhood. So my value for my body was really different than maybe someone that had never been through any type of sexual violence before. Um, you know, you may be thinking, oh my gosh, I can never do that. But then when you see girls in that situation, it's usually because there's been a lot of pain and trauma in the past that they're working through overcoming. So yep, that was another one to overcome. And um, I'll just kind of, for the sake of time, like sum it up, but um, I got back into a place of doing really well and, you know, working and going to school and all this, that, and the other. And then I got hired for, um, with a model management company in Los Angeles. At that time, our social media was something called MySpace. <laughs> <Which Yeah. laughs> right. You girls will have no idea about MySpace. Um, it's I'm pretty sure I have an account out there floating somewhere. You think you still have an account Maybe. out there? <laughs> I know, what do we all do when MySpace shut down? I mean, that was like <laughs> everything back in the day. So 
that was when we still had pagers and we had to text each other in pager code, which again, you girls don't know about. That's okay. Anyways, I'll keep going. Uh, you know, so then I uh, got hired to go on a job to another country and I thought this was going to be a wonderful opportunity with this clothing line. And it turned out to be that I was purchased as a sex trafficking victim um, for a designer and his, his girlfriend's sexual pleasure. And so that was a world of darkness. So I really had to, again, that sexual trauma seemed to cycle back around. I had to overcome that. So, um, and I did, I was able to escape and get out of it. Thank you, Jesus. It could have been even worse than it was, as traumatic as it was. Um, but, you know, that was something that was suppressed for many years, which means like it was completely hidden inside. It was so painful and so dark that I couldn't think about it. So it was like kind of cut off as if it never happened for many years. And when I found myself in a great place where, you know, I had married into full-time ministry and had this, this really healthy family um, around me and healthy, like I was working in ministry now and had you know, overcome a lot of those things and found freedom and healing and a, a love and a passion for the word and really got through all, most of my stuff. Then when I was in a healthy, safe place, God opened this door um, to help me start remembering the sex trafficking that happened. And, and then I overcame that too and began to heal from that. So um, I know I just said a whole lot of stuff, but I've overcome <laughs> so, so much through Jesus. and. I will say, you know, in my journey that I did a lot of searching for ways to get through the, the pain that I was feeling. I had tried Wicca or witchcraft. It's like white witchcraft. Um, they try and convince you that it's not bad because it's white and it's like into the earth and all that kind of stuff. And it, but it's just as, it's all witchcraft. It's not good um, at all. It took me into a even darker, more demonic state. Um, it was it was deception. So, anyways, I tried Wicca. I tried um, Hinduism. I thought, you know, tried that spiritual path. So, I tried like a couple of other spiritual paths, and none of them actually resulted in freedom for me. Mm. Um, and I was searching hard, you know. <laughs> I was going to say you were trying out different things, just searching was, for freedom. Yeah, <laughs> and even my own like self-medicating again I thought if I just was drinking or doing drugs I could escape the pain you know and right. anything girls anything that we do to just numb or ignore hard stuff that we're going through it doesn't last the only lasting freedom and all my searching and wandering is in Jesus Christ and that's right. really the truth it's really really the truth he is the way the freedom and the truth and the life so um yeah, I've just been through so much stuff and Jesus is so good. He helped free me of all of it. <laughs> yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You know, whenever I think about your story, um, are there chains from your story that try to regrip you? And if, if there are, how do you overcome those or break free of them once again? I love that question because I think sometimes people have this idea of like, Oh, you're free. So you're never going to struggle with anything again. And it's all cotton candy, rainbows and cupcakes from now on. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that would be so great, but it's, it's really not reality, you know? So what I found as far as those chains that try to come back is that like everything that I was, that I got free from at some point, I think the enemy tried to come back and tempt me to 
to get in like back into that same bondage again. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, if you're really free, let me bring this temptation against you and see if you can stand it. And I'm not saying that's how it's going to happen for everybody, but in my life, that was the case. So I would say, um, once I was, you know, I passed with flying colors, like, oh, yep, no, I'm not going back to alcohol and addiction. I'm not going back into the sex industry or toxic relationships. No, no, no. None of that stuff, none of those temptations or those negative thoughts that were thrown at me could really stick. Now, the one that's really tried um, has been the depression. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being real and open and honest and transparent with you girls. Depression has tried to come, and that was something that I had to be very intentional about staying free from. Because for me, the sexual stuff didn't tempt me anymore because God really gave me this supernatural grace to not allow those chains to come back on. Um, But the depression was very sneaky and very tempting. So in times where there was like high stress, maybe in ministry or in life or pregnancy or things like that, as I got married and began to have children and, you know, your body goes through all these changes and all this (laughs) hard stuff, you know, there was a temptation to be depressed. And now prior to that, I thought temptation was only like sexual stuff, but temptation can be something that's trying to seduce you or lure you or draw you back into old sinful things or into dark places. And so that was the one where I was like, I got to have a game plan on how to not go back into depression. So when I would start feeling like depression or that weightiness was trying to come over me, I would intentionally get up and do something different. So I wasn't doing the same thing. Like if I was watching a movie when I started feeling that temptation to be depressed, or if I was maybe in a certain place or certain things would try to trigger um, feeling depressed or sad, then I would literally get up and do something different. I would declare the word of God. I would worship. Um, I would expose it. I would tell my husband, hey, this is kind of a hard day for me. And I'm being really tempted to be depressed and to sink into depression. So there was a couple of ways that I found to strategize against um, that depression that would try to come on. And I really think that when we're free in Christ, we become a brand new person and those temptations do come, but Jesus has overcome everything that we would ever be tested or tempted by. And so if we just stay close to the Lord and get those strategies on, Lord, how do I stay free from that? And um, just be diligent to stay in relationship with Jesus, to be submitted to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee, the scripture says. Right. In the book of James. And um, so I've been able to stay free from those chains because you know for me it was the mental illness from all the trauma that I went through that was really the theme throughout my life and so that was the one that was you know tried to come back um but Jesus is so good guys he really really is so there's no shame you know there's no shame in temptation just because you're tempted it doesn't mean that you're a horrible bad bad girl like a horrible person (laughs) even Jesus was tempted and so he really taught me a lot about staying free from those chains um, because he was tempted by the enemy. So if Jesus was tempted, I shouldn't feel ashamed for being tempted because it's not a sin to be tempted. Sin comes when we go and do the things that we know we're not supposed to do. 
um, and engage in things that we know we're not supposed to engage in. It's the action, um, you know, that that brings us in. It's not just the temptation itself. So anyway, I hope that helps somebody. No, that's <laughs> wonderful. You know, Sula, in doing waves, I see so much. So many girls have that that issue with the depression. I know last year I wrote a blog about how I had depression issues whenever I was er earlier in my career. And I'm telling you, I mean, and it can, it can try to lure you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's almost like putting a blanket of you of, of heaviness. And it's like asking the Lord for that strategy of like, what is my strategy with you, God, to, to overcome this now and thinking about that, whenever it comes to the freedom that you've found through, um, through all those different things, what are some areas that you see gr girls putting themselves out there or open doors for them to be lured into those areas of bondage? What are some open doors that you see? Yeah, I think that any time that we get in agreement with stuff that the enemy is saying, like I think the the number one thing that I see consistently is that old devil, the liar, mm -hmm. you know, he's the father of lies, the Bible says. When he lies to us, he's always throwing lies out. And I think about it like over the airwaves, like there's all kinds of stuff swirling around us. Wherever you're listening today, there's TV sound waves, there's podcast sound waves, there's all kinds of sound waves. There's a lot that's going through the air. And when the enemy is releasing and speaking and spewing lies, sometimes we pick up on or we tune into what the enemy is saying. And that's what every believer you're aware of, either the truth or you're aware of lies or you're aware of your own self-talk. And I think the biggest door that I see people opening up to, you know, going back into bondage is when they start believing the lies that they're hearing. And, and it's like they take ownership of those lies. So that's one of the ways the enemy tries to trick us back into bondage. He'll start speaking lies. He's trying to get us to believe the lies and confess the lies. Because the scripture says, whatever a man thinks in their heart, so he is, or, so, or that's what he becomes. And there's a scripture that says we can, whatever we speak out, whatever we declare, that's what's in our heart. And so like the lies come, we hear the lies. And the trick is the enemy wants you to believe that those are your thoughts and those are your feelings. And he wants you to believe it so much that you start speaking about it. And so what happens is we get into agreement with whatever those lies are. We get into agreement with depression or feeling unworthy or unlovable or like we're not beautiful or like we're not heard and nobody cares about us, whatever those lies are. Um, and once, the, once we keep listening to the lies, we keep believing them, we start speaking them out, um, the speaking them out of our mouths, it's like, we start putting faith in those lies and that becomes our reality. And so most of the time when I'm helping walk people or um, girls, women, whoever through freedom, we got to get down to the root of what do you really believe? Because, you know, um, most of us have probably in Sunday school at some point learned about the armor of God. Mm -hmm. Well, like there's a shield of faith, the Bible says, that quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. So your shield of faith, that wraparound shield, which is like what you really believe deep down the core of your being, not just memorized scriptures, but what you really believe is true deep down inside, that is your shield of faith. That's what protects you from those lies and those temptations and those things that bombard you. 
So when you feel like you are being tempted back into bondage and you find yourself getting there really fast, the one of the easiest ways to close those doors off to the warfare and the attacks of the enemy and maybe the, the negative things that you find yourself dealing with as a result of going down that path, one of the easiest ways to get back to the truth is, Lord, what lies am I believing? I got to figure out what are the lies that I'm in agreement with and breaking agreement. Like I can't agree with that anymore. I can't agree with those lies anymore and getting the truth because the scripture says that we should know the truth and the truth will make us free. So I feel like there's tons of doors that we can open like to the enemy, to the world, to find ourselves, to find you know, ourselves in bad situations. But what I really think it all comes back to is like our faith, what we really believe is true and our ability to not listen to what the enemy's putting out and, and listen to what heaven is saying um, instead. And that for me has been a primary like strategy to keep myself free. I love that. And I love what you said about if he can get you to believe the lie and then confess it. I'm like, man, like we, you're right. Like we have to start confessing what God says, not what the enemy is saying to us. So as you have come out of this, um, what is like the newest found joy that you've had in finding freedom? Oh my gosh, there's so many joys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, really freedom, which is what this is all about, is such a joy. That's where, I mean, just that in of itself, to be free from everything that I was like weighed down with and struggling with, it's a big deal. And even like being free from religion, you know, like that is, there's, I found so much joy because when I first like got saved, there was a lot of um, what we would call like legalistic or controlling manipulative things that I was learning or doctrines that I was learning at the church I got saved at. And that really weighed me down too. So I would say like just being free in general brings joy and, um, and the joy of the Lord strengthens us. So when we find like we're not in joy, then maybe there's something to get free from. And, and again, there's no shame in that. It's just coming back to the Lord because he's the one that gives us joy. And so, I mean, yeah, I just feel like there's so many things to be joyful about and I'm, I'm just thankful for all that the Lord has done in my life. And I really find joy in being able to help others that have been through the same thing that I've been through. It makes me feel like all of my tears, all of my pain and my shame in the past um, is not wasted. And I, I really find joy in helping other people. You're able to leave them out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how are you doing that? I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but how are you helping bring freedom to other people and having them be found free? Yeah. So um, there's, of course, there's, you know, our church, which we're doing stuff all, you know, every week, all the time, but on a personal level, it's interesting, you know, Holy Spirit or Jesus, Father God, you know, has this they have, to have this way of bringing people across your path and so on a day-to-day -day basis it's like there are just people that show up across my path whether I'm in a store whether somebody writes an email or reaches out on social media or something like that and I'm just like aware of like wow this is an opportunity for me to 
um, you know, show Jesus to this person or maybe share my story with them and encourage them in some way, shape or form. And so I know this is kind of like a simple answer, but I really just like when you're, when you get to a place of like just being in love with God and just kind of being led by him, your eyes are open to seeing hurting people around you. And it really happens like in everyday life. Sometimes it happens in prayer when I'm just praying and a face will pop up, you know, like I'll get a picture of someone's face, you know, and I'll start praying. And and then you'll see that person, you know, sometimes soon and you're like, oh my gosh, it's such an adventure, you know, loving people, helping people is such an adventure. So people show up all over the place and it's just like keeping my heart yielded to recognize when there's an opportunity to help someone. And I think that that's something that all of you girls that are listening, like you can take that and use that as well. Like just be sensitive, slow down enough to recognize when there's people crossing your path that maybe you can like be used by Jesus to change their life forever. Um, And so instead of just like being so quick to run past people or scroll on social media to the next thing, if someone is hurting, you know, you may feel nudged by Jesus to just give them a little hope. And that to me is the foundation of ministry. It's just obedience to Jesus and being yielded to Jesus. I love that. I so love that. Well, Sula, I just want to thank you so much for coming and joining us on the podcast today and sharing your freedom story. It's so encouraging and inspiring and, and it, there's nothing that we can do that separates us from the love of God. And he wants to set us free. And so I'm just so thankful for you just being willing to share your story time and time again through your book, through words, um, and through just people on the street. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say one more thing, if that's okay. Yeah. I didn't actually say this earlier, but I Jesus did set me free completely from the mental illness and all of those things that I've been through. Christ like he completely set me free. I don't have mental illness diagnosis over my life anymore. I just kind of felt that for someone listening, like, I want you to know that total freedom is completely possible through Jesus. And I can testify that he did that for me. I'm not just still dealing with all of those issues, but, you know, have included Jesus. Jesus has set me free from the things that I shared. And, and really that's the joy. So I just wanted to give a little encouragement just in case anyone's feeling like, yeah, but I could never really get free from this. Yes, you can in Jesus name. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much, Sula. Sula, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, (laughs) Do you mind praying for people that maybe have mental illness? I mean, I would love that depression. I would love for you just to pray over that. Yeah. So Jesus, I thank you for who you are and for the power and the authority that you carry and that you have given that authority to us to use the power of your name and your authority. And so I just pray for everyone that's listening. And I release joy over you right now in Jesus name. I release freedom over you right now in Jesus name. I just declare hope rise up hope to believe and see a better path to see a brighter future to see the value in your life the calling the purpose that you're alive and i just pray right now jesus that whatever lies or warfare or things that 
seem to bombard those that are listening, Lord. I pray that that would just be broken in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, lead us and guide us into all truth. I just pray that there would be such a grace, such a grace to smile again, dream again, maybe um, talk to their parents again and be open with their family again. Um, whatever that grace is to take those next steps of joy and healing um, for someone that may be the grace to stop cutting and, um, and, and pick up art and find some type of an activity that you can throw all of your passion into. Um, I don't know, whatever that is for you, I'm just believing for grace to get to that next place of freedom. And I, I just believe right now, Jesus, for supernatural help. Just as you gave me supernatural help to get free and stay free, I release that same help. I release you, Holy Spirit, over every girl watching so that they too can find the freedom that they're needing and find joy in living a life in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I know so many just need prayer for that. So thank you so much, Sula. Well, girls, we are just so thankful that you joined us today and we are excited about what's ahead. I just want to remind you that we do have girls ministry leadership trainings um, in the month of June. And so it's just a few weeks away from you. Um, June 6th is our next one and it's online. So don't worry, you don't have to make a trip to Destin this time. You can just do it online. Um, and we also have them in July and August. And then our girls conference for the city of Destin and for that region is October um, 2nd and 3rd. And so you don't want to miss that. Um, but we are just so excited about what God has coming up uh, just in your life and we're praying for you. And so if you have prayer requests, please send them um, to us on a DM on Instagram at Waves Girls Conference. Um, like this, review it, leave a comment. That's how other people know um, about this story. And we just pray that um, that the words that we speak, they don't return void, but accomplish exactly what God chooses for them to do. So we thank you for joining us today and we hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.